2: Trio Williams lived down a dirt road He made homemade wine like nobody I know I by one Friday night and said, can you help me Creole? I got a little girl waiting on me and I, I want to trade her right. He said, I got what you need, son, as we step down in the cellar. He reached through the cobweb as he turned on the light. He said, You're
3: Welcome back, our number two of the Friday show. And as I promised, we're going to get right into it. Talking about reopening too fast, too slow. What should be open by phase three that's not? Where do your frustrations lie? And should the governor's daily talk show on, quote, coronavirus uh, go away? Should at least only be three days a week. Not a a seven-day-a-week talk show about what's become everything but the coronavirus. Andrew in Buffalo has held on patiently. Andrew, good morning.
4: Good morning. Yeah, yes, sir. I'm. I'm, I've gained about five pounds per week every every week of the COVID, So now I'm I'm well out of. I'm bursting the seams of my clothes, and I can't go shopping. So I'm wondering if the stores will allow some fat naked guy to come in and uh, go shopping for new clothes here and stuff as much as they're you know, halting everything here. You and me
3: both, Andrew. You and me both.
4: The, uh, uh no, King Cuomo there, he's just, a, he's a narcissist. He, he's, he has more faith in himself and, and, uh, just his immediate family. Like, take a look at his brother. His brother is free to travel and do whatever he so wants, even after he's tested positive. That's okay, you know, but any, any anybody else, no, 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 no. You know, you, 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 know, you, you little low peasants have to do you know, go mining in the field, in the in the coal mines and stuff. Uh, so I'm certainly disappointed of of the. I, I've always taken the premise, you know, give me liberty or give me death. You know, let us make the de- decision. You know, you want to say, hey, Colvin's bad for you, fine, great, let us know, and then let us make the determination what we want to do, what businesses want to do. If they want to stay open during the Colvin, that should be their uh, freedom and their responsibility, not not the king. Uh, and on a, on a sidebar, I was watching a one of the news uh, feeds about uh, the, the Mr. Gugino who had uh, who uh, attacked the police and then took the took the push and fell backwards and stuff. If I recall, I met him at a uh, anti-gun rally where he where I went to express my freedom of speech to those that want to defend themselves. As they see fit, should be able to defend themselves as, as they see fit. And I, I had a particular flag that he didn't really care for, and stuff. Not Confederate. I'm not about all that and stuff. You know, I'm, uh, I'm all about the Union. But the uh, he he purposely came up. He was a pleasant ple- ple- pleasure to speak for with. He uh, wished that I had killed, could kill myself, or he wished somebody could kill me. And he was he was a real pleasure to meet. He was a real happy-go-lucky guy and stuff.
3: Well, Andrew, thanks for the call, man. That's Andrew in Buffalo. Hey, as I said, you know, I think we all hope that Mr. Gugino gets uh, well and out of the hospital. But let's also look at the video. He was walking toward the police officer. I, I stand by what I said. I think he was. I don't think he was looking to get pushed and and cut his head open. Obviously, I don't think that's what he was looking for. Uh, but I think he was looking for some kind of reaction from the police and. You know, he got it. But I I do hope uh, he has a speedy recovery. I hope there's no long term damage or anything. But, you know, when the police are asking you to leave an area, when they are telling you to please evacuate, uh, don't walk toward them. Leave, evacuate, do as they ask you. They are doing it for your safety and theirs. 803-0930, star nine thirty. Another thing, you know, when this all started, and you guys are quick to remind me on the text board, you know, I was all about bend, bending the curve, flattening the curve. That flattening the curve, as New York State said, hey, I was all behind it. Okay, uh, but I thought they also had a plan when they were going to reopen. I was all for flattening the curve. We have flattened the curve. We didn't say we were going to wait until there was a cure or wait until there is a vaccine. The plan was to flatten the curve so hospitalizations could stay low. What well, we did that. We did that to a point where we didn't need the pop-up hospitals they put in New York City. We did a great job of flattening the curve. But we've done it. I think it's time to reopen. And this, hey, we're in phase three. And we're not really going to put a lot on our website about what exactly phase three is. So, you know what? When we decide, we'll uh, issue you some guidance. That's their big thing now. Oh, you know, when, uh, when we're ready, we'll, we'll issue you guidance. I mean, can you imagine being a business owner who's been closed since March? You're getting ready for phase three. You've had no guidance. And when you ask, hey, when can I open my uh, place of business? Oh, we'll give you guidance when uh, when you can. I mean, I can understand that frustration. You know, I'd like to get back to making money. And now I see people eating on patios. I see the uh, restaurants reopening. And okay, I get it. I'm not in phase three. But I don't even have the guidance yet. I don't know what I need to buy. Now, we have a text about the uh, gyms and what the guidance they may have gotten. And we'll get to you to that. After the break, also interesting what happened in California yesterday. Did anyone see this? Hasn't really gotten the uh, the press I thought it would. So in California today, gyms and movie theaters can reopen. Okay, and for movie theaters, it's a 25 percent uh, capacity, and they are suggesting that the theaters have reusable chair. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, disposable chair. Chair pads to sit on, right? So everyone has a new chair or seat cover to sit on for each movie. Okay, so all the theaters went and they bought those and they prepared their theater for reopening. And then yesterday, less than 24 hours before movie theaters in L.A. County were about to open. Okay, they've gone through all of this setup. They've probably purchased a lot of things they need to comply with state laws. All good. All good. L.A. County said, you know what? I know you've been spending all week getting ready for opening. Um, Not here. Yeah, we're going to pull the plug on that. So L.A. County Movie Theaters, thank you for buying all that stuff, uh, but you can't open. So, I mean, talk about doubling up the frustration. You waited all the way till June. You were ready. You probably had the, the theaters clean, the screens ready to go in less than 24 hours before the first showing, by the way, we're pulling the plug on that. So hold on, we'll get you some guidance in a few weeks. So that's what's going on out in California. However, gyms still open in California. Let's go to Williamsville and talk to Terry. Terry, good morning.
5: Hi, good morning. Thanks for taking my call.
3: Thanks for the call, Terry. What would you like to say today?
5: Yes, I, it's not uh, precisely your topic, but I thought you'd be interested in my scenario with regard to traveling to the state of Florida. Governor DeSantis has uh, issued, the updated yesterday, issued a quarant- mandatory quarantine for 14 days for anyone traveling to Florida from New York State. And that does not have an end date. So for right now, it's an indefinite order. So what we have is many New York State residents very, very off-put in, in a financial bind because they can't use their vacation properties in Florida. They can't go to Disney World. They can't, you know, even though oh, there's not a, a countrywide quarantine anymore and we're okay to travel, we can't go to Florida, despite the fact that... Florida's COVID-19 numbers are skyrocketing, while at the same time, New York's numbers are plummeting. So theoretically, we're safer in New York, and the mandatory quarantine should be reversed. However, many people think it's politically motivated that uh, Governor DeSantis supports Trump, while Governor Cuomo, obviously, does not support Trump. And additionally, Walt Disney World has been explicit that New Yorkers are not allowed to complete their 14-day quarantine at any property on Walt Disney World. So you have a lot, a lot of people really quite devastated. And I know with everything else going on, it may pale in comparison, but it's just a really interesting slant on the pandemic and political controversy. And I'm surprised Governor Cuomo has not, Mentioned, why is Florida not only mandating, but renewing this mandate in the last 48 hours? Why can't New York residents come to your state? Interesting.
3: Very interesting, Terry. Something we'll have to look into. Let me ask you, do you own property in Florida?
5: Uh, uh, Disney Vacation Club. So it's a vacation club property. So theoretically, yes, you have to pay uh, property tax on it.
3: Interesting, interesting. Well, Terry, thank you for that insight. Definitely something we'll look into. You have a great weekend.
5: Yes, take care. Thank you.
3: Something fun, uh, Something Terry said, and I don't disagree with her, about maybe it's politically motivated. I think we've seen, and maybe not in the first month, okay, but I, I think we've seen a lot of decisions in the last month that were politically motivated. And I do find it funny, and I don't mean to just go after... The governor but we do live in the state of new york and we have seen a lot of the governor lately but the governor who remember in march remember i'm i'm a, I'm, I'm offering a hand in partnership and you know we need to put politics aside and we're going to work together we're not republicans or democrats we're new yorkers we're americans remember all those speeches he gave Remember? I mean, none of them were as good as uh, as the president and in Independence Day. But remember those speeches about we're putting politics aside? He was all about putting politics aside. Now, we haven't carried most of them here on BEN, but have you listened to any of the clips lately? And, and take Tuesday's um, dramatic showing over a tweet. Take that out of it. His coronavirus briefings have become more and more... Politically motivated. I mean, I mean, you remember in April, right? In April, he put thirty minutes aside. It seemed every day to talk about Mitch McConnell. Remember these? He he was talking about Mitch McConnell in Kentucky, not Kentucky's governor, because the governor of Kentucky's Democrat. Remember that? But he was talking about Kentucky and Mitch McConnell. It seemed every day at that daily coronavirus talk show. But the same guy in March, remember, oh, we're putting politics aside. I I look, I look to President Trump, I, I extend a hand in partnership. And I was like, yeah, this is great. Everyone's working together. They're putting parties aside. That didn't last a month. Every briefing, he has something to say about Republicans in Senate. He has something to say about the president. It seems like those words from March, where we're putting politics aside, now that we're in June, uh, don't hold true. Don't hold true anymore. 803-0930, star 930. You know what, Frank, there's only four minutes. Let's just move that break to 27 and get these calls out of the way. We'll go to Eggersville and talk to Bill. Bill, good morning. <coughs> Good morning, sir. How are you? Bill, I'm doing well. What do you got for us this morning? Just, uh, just a quick comment. Um, I'm, you know,
1: This is maybe devil's advocate sort of thing, but you know, I, I looked at what brief little bits of video that I saw on, on that incident in the square the other night, and it would seem to me that uh, on the face of it, uh, I, don't, I don't know this guy from a pail of paint, so I don't know what was said or, or you know, uh, what the situation was but there's the really, really outside chance that he had a helmet in his hand because it was prescribed by a doctor and he's not well. I don't know if his bucket's full. He may be senile. He may have an attitude. I don't know. Uh, The cops were pushing to get everybody out of the square by five after eight. He may have been swinging his cell phone around saying, hey, I'm waiting for a ride. Can I have an extra 15 minutes? And... Then all of a sudden he's on the ground. So you know maybe that's maybe that's far fetched, but it, it's not beyond the realm of possibility. And uh, I really think that uh, you know a little compassion could have been shown after he was bleeding. To have guys just walk right by um, was, uh, I think, very callous. And, you know, that's my
3: two cents. Hey, Bill, and as I say, we're open to all opinions here. And you know what, Bill? I will agree with what the last thing you said. I think the image of officers walking by as this man is bleeding uh, was not a good look. And, yes, I think he should have been. Uh, uh, you can say what you want about him walking toward the officers, which I, I think, you know, they're, they're telling you to leave. Please leave. Uh, but the the look of people, of the cops just walking by him, you're right. Someone could have stopped and say, hey, we need someone here right now. He is bleeding. Yeah. I-, I will agree with that last point, Bill.
1: Okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll leave it go. I just, you know, wanted to to float that possibility. Hey,
3: I appreciate it. You have a good weekend. That's Bill in Eggersville opening a line for you at 803 nine thirty. Let's go to Sanborn and talk to John. John, Good morning. All right, we'll see what's going on with John's connection and maybe get back to him after the break. We are talking about reopening. Is it too fast? Is it too slow? And also, where's your frustration? All right, we had someone texting the text board during Susan and Brian's show this morning who owned a gym, and you know they were upset with the fact that Dining in is starting back up next week. But at the time of the text, they had not received any guidance, did not know when they were opening and made the argument that they keep a very clean gym. Uh, If you give the guidance, if you give what they need to do to separate the machines, to clean the machines, they would be happy to do so. So I'd like to know where your frustration lies in the reopening process. Do you think it's too fast? Do you think it's too slow? What should be open by phase three that's not And should the governor's daily press briefing uh, maybe go down to three days? Because it's not about coronavirus anymore. It's really become his daily talk show. You know, where he talks about what he had for dinner, who came over for dinner that night. And that was in March when he was talking about having his daughters and his daughter's boyfriend over. While we're all sitting at home not able to talk to our families or or go see our families in person, he's tweeting pictures of he, his daughters who are in their mid-20s, by the way, and the one daughter's boyfriend. Well, they were all with the governor. I don't think they all live with the governor in their 20s. I could be wrong. I don't know. We got a full bank of calls. I'm taking them after this on WBEN. Welcome back. It is Joe Beamer here on the Friday show talking reopening. We are reopening slowly, but surely. And what do you think? Do you think it's too quick, too slow? Are you frustrated? Where do your frustrations lie? What about that lack of communication that it seems, right? You've got the governor saying one thing. You've got the people in charge of the region saying one thing and the county executive saying a completely different thing three different opinions when asked pretty much the same question by the way we uh checked in with governor cuomo and asked him hey governor cuomo what do you think of joe beamer show some decency oh show some humanity oh okay we'll work on that we'll work on that let's go to toronto and talk to john john good morning hey joe how you doing john i'm doing well what do you got for us this morning
0: well, when you mentioned Mitch McConnell and Cuomo talking about Mitch McConnell, I was actually cheering, uh, cheering my, uh, uh, Cuomo on because what he, it was totally uh, in sync with the coronavirus. Mitch McConnell said, uh, well, I'm not going to bail out uh, New York. Wait a second. Okay, hang on. And Cuomo said, New Yorkers, you New Yorkers, you pay more money into the Fed than you get back in services. Mitch McConnell is from a heavily subsidized state. He can run around and, and compete. And, uh, and pretend he's a libertarian all he likes, but like, he gets more money from the feds than uh, than, uh, they, than Kentuckians, uh, uh, put in. I think it's coming to the point where New Yorkers could, should say, well, listen, it's not it's our money. It's our time of need and this threat that we're not going to be supported in our time of need is disgusting.
3: Well John John, can I come back with this? I, I don't think Mitch McConnell's the one who, who says he's a libertarian. I think that's Rand Paul. Okay, but also Kentucky.
0: Repu- Republican borderline liber- libertarian. Okay. Yeah,
3: but here's here's my my whole thing with that. So the, the governor spent a few days talking about Mitch McConnell, but he never laid any of the blame on the governor of Kentucky when talking about the subsidies, because the governor is a Democrat. So do you see how that looks like the governor's playing politics by only singling out Mitch McConnell? Uh, well, I well,
0: Mitch McConnell is a very powerful man, and uh, he he. Uh, to some degree, not completely, but to some degree, has influence over the over the first strings. And I think the point that Cuomo made was an important one to make, and I thought he made it very well. And just if I can make one more quick point, John.
3: Of course, you can, John.
0: Thanks. Uh, just when you're talking about the protests, and I agree with you, and I, I I said this that I felt sorry for the cops. They didn't mean to hurt the guy like he uh, he did get hurt, and he did get hurt. He didn't have blood packets behind his ear, and that was blood. And uh, but. But, and he did approach the cops. But the idea of, uh, of protests, protesters uh, listening completely to the orders that they're given, well, it kind of takes away from the idea that you're a protester if you, don't, if you do everything you're told. I'm talking about nonviolence and that sort of thing. He makes things a little awkward for the, the, uh, uh, so that you, your, your point is made. And I, I don't mean to uh, be facetious about this, but certain, certain acts of, uh, of defiance have gone down in history in the founding of your country they threw some tea into the water i mean that was against the rules that's like but it was a nonviolent act it it became a a symbolic uh, symbolic thing you can't follow the rules in protest it's
3: not really but but john there's a difference by not following the rules by just standing there than walking toward the officer that that is where i think Uh, he was in the wrong. I understand, you know, protest, of course. Uh, But walking toward the officer is, in my opinion, and I'm not in law enforcement, this is just my opinion as a not-so-intelligent talk show host, I don't think he should have been walking toward the protester. But, John, I do see your point.
0: Uh, You have an argument as well.
3: All right, John, thanks for the call. That's John in Toronto. You know, I understand... Democrat governor going to go after Republican senator? Of course, I get that. But in days of talking about the subsidies that Kentucky gets, he didn't mention the governor of Kentucky once. So because the governor's a Democrat, our Democrat governor, Andrew Cuomo, will not say anything bad about him. The same guy who said he's not going to play politics. That was my point. Let's go to Bob in Buffalo. Bob, good morning.
6: Uh, good morning, Joe. Just a uh, couple of quick points. Um, to the last caller, the Tea Party, which I used to go to the protest, if we were asked not to approach or to leave, we left peacefully. Nobody ran over any police officers or destroyed City Hall with graffiti. Uh, we, uh, we kept uh, civil uh, disobedience, but it was civil. I uh, wanted to make a couple of quick points. Uh, if I remember correctly, Governor Como in the past, the place limits on where the state would do business in, in areas uh, having to do with bathrooms, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, gender equality. And uh, that seems to really stick out in my mind. And uh, I saw one of the playgrounds in my uh, neighborhood being taped today, the slides, uh, so that the kids can't get on the slides and was wondering uh, why. And uh, one last point I would just make, Joe, Uh, the uh, Tower of Babel and uh, the World Trade Center have one thing in common, and it's called Nimrod. And uh, the next time they stand up and cheer for abortion and light up the World Trade Center, there is a God.
3: And that's all I'm going to say. Thank
6: you very much, Joe. Have a very blessed day. Hey,
3: Bob in Buffalo opens a line for you. You know, that's another thing. He mentioned the playgrounds. Another thing, we've got, you know, it's summer, it's nice outside, and usually kids want to go out and play. Now, I understand keeping, you know, keeping distance, and kids probably not understanding that, and the playground equipment, okay, you can't really check that that's clean all the time. I do understand that, but taking down all the basketball hoops, here's the thing, trust that kids have good parents, and... If a parent is going to go to the basketball uh, court with their kids, they're just going to play with the people from the house. They're not going to have their friends that might be infected over early on. But I I, I went running at the West Seneca soccer fields yesterday. And the basketball hoops, they're still down. They're still down. Uh, You don't really have organized activity going on now. So, on top of the gyms being closed, we now our kids who are used to in the summer being able to go run around, maybe play an organized sport, uh, right now not doing that. And, and, and again, we get back to well, let's, as Andrew said, our first caller of the day. He said he's put on he's put on I think five pounds every week since quarantine. Uh, eventually the unhealthy lifestyle of sitting at home having no social contact not working out uh, having all your food delivered which is delicious by the way because we have the best food in the entire world right here in buffalo Uh, but after a while when you're doing that and you're not working out and you're not getting exposed uh, to other people i mean you're talking about physical and mentally taking a toll you know, After a while, we've got to say, hey, just when you go out there, be smart. You know, I've stressed it. When you're at the grocery store, wear a mask. If you feel sick, stay home. Right? Eventually, we have to get to that point because we've got people getting out of shape in what is already a very out-of-shape state. We've got kids not being able to play their organized sport. Or go out and exercise, run around, ride their bike. Uh, you know they can't go too far, or they can't go hang out with their friend. So you're limiting that social contact. So then that leads to uh, to some mental health issues. You know, being stuck at home, not seeing your family, not being able to hang out with, with your friends regularly. Uh, I think eventually we have to be to a point where we say, "Be smart when you go out." Be smart, wear a mask, Uh, don't play darts with someone who you don't know. And if you do, go wash your hands, especially since this news has come out that the virus doesn't spread on surfaces like we thought, and that asymptomatic is really only responsible for 16%, not what we thought of, you know, hey, if you're asymptomatic and you're sitting in a room, everyone in the room is also going to get sick. Well, it turns out that's not actually the case. According to the CDC this week. But eventually we have to be smart. We've, we've flattened the curve, but we're still keeping people at home, you know, and, and we have local business losing money. And I don't know if you saw this today Chuck E. Cheese might never come back. They might be closed for good. Another, uh, another business that may never reopen after the, the quarantine lockdown. So, like I said, early on, what the state, what the country was telling us is all we have to do is flatten the curve. Well, we've done that, and it seems like they are still hesitant to put responsibility or to put the uh, the decision making in the citizens' hands. However, you want to go protest, and again, I'm not anti-protest. I, I you want to go protest, that is your right. Go do it. You know, go make change. That's that's great. That's fine. I don't want to come across as anti-protest. But when for three months, we've been told we have to stay home. And no, you can't go see your parents. You can't go see your friends. You have to stay with the people you live with, and that's it. Okay? Why don't you have a nice Zoom meeting? Or why don't you go for a run, but don't run near other people? You know, stay away from other people. When you've been told that for three months, and then... While stay-at-home orders are still in place around the country in cities like Chicago and in Nashville. But then you see these protests break out. And again, I'm not anti the cause. I don't want to come across that way. But you see these protests and there's thousands of people downtown Buffalo on top of each other. Along with politicians who have been telling us, you better not leave your home. You better stay home. Well, that same politician is now in the middle of protesters not practicing social distancing. Some have a mask on. I'd actually, you know what, most have a mask on, especially the pictures I saw from Buffalo. However, if all it took was, hey, Frank, put a mask on and you can do what you want. Well, if someone had told that to me, okay, yeah, let's keep going. I will find a way to work out in a mask. I will find a way to go hang out. While wearing a mask. If you had told us in March all we had to do was wear a mask. And we could still go on with our lives for the most part. I think people would have been on board. But it took three months. And then massive protests breaking out for them to say. Well, they've got masks on. They're fine. However, if you want to get together with some friends. Make sure a mask is on in only 10 people at most. And I think that's where people are starting to get frustrated. They're not frustrated at the protesters. Don't don't get it twisted. They're not frustrated at people protesting, you know, practicing their First Amendment right. Yeah, they're frustrated and upset with the rioters. So are most protesters, by the way. But it's not anti-protest. It's the same people who the beginning of March, I'm sorry, the beginning of May, were telling us, hey, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we're not, we're, we're not opening May 15th. No, 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 you've gotta stay home a little longer. I believe they said something along the lines of this. We're not gonna be opening on May 15th. Okay, when the same person, less than 15 days later, is now in the middle of thousands of people, not socially distanced, not all wearing a mask, most are, Well, I think people say, well, can't I just make the decision? Can't I decide, hey, I want to go see my friend or, hey, I want to go to a wedding. And you know what? We'll spread the tables out a little further and we'll wear a mask when we're dancing. If that's all we had to do, I think most people would have done it. So I think the frustrations are, let us as adults make that decision. If a business owner, as a previous caller said, if a business owner wants to open up and take that risk, let them. Because right now, you've got people that put everything into a business that aren't in phase three and have no guidance and not sure if they're going to be able to reopen. Let's go to Sanborn and talk to John. John, good morning. Oh, good morning.
2: Uh, listen. I've a few things to say. All right, say them. All right. Number one, I think this Gugino guy, right? I think he's setting the cops up, uh, mainly because of the fact he's, what was he, 73? 75, John. All right, 75. All right. What's he doing out there? He's a professional protester, I guess, right? I think it was a dive that went wrong. I think he purposely tried to get behind the police lines and he was nudged. And yeah, how are you supposed to look in back you and see that uh, there's a ball back there? I think he didn't intentionally hit his head, but I, th- I think he intentionally tried to get knocked on his butt so he'd have a lawsuit against the police and another thing. I think they should put him on. Uh, why is he in the hospital for so long? They're saying uh, this and that, right? I mean, come on, Poland Cars is keeping him, keeping him in ECMC
3: for an extended period. Well, John, I don't. I thanks for the call, John. I, I don't think that's the case. Here's the thing. I, I, I was up. I was with, with John up to that. I do think, yes, he he was looking for the police to do something, okay, He got the nudge. He may have again, this is what I saw in a video. I wasn't there. I'm not him. I don't know. This is speculation. Uh, but yeah, I think he may have uh, given into the push a little more, but obviously didn't purposely bust his head open. And you know, again, I hope he makes a full recovery. I hope that he uh, has no long-term damage, and I hope he's out of the hospital in no time. I don't think anyone's purposely keeping him there. Though we're not, we're not going to go conspiracy theories. But John, thanks for the call. I appreciate that. We are talking reopening and your frustrations not only with the phased reopening of this region, which should be phase three by Tuesday, but again, you'll have to wait to the weekly talk, or the daily talk show to get that answer on Tuesday. Uh, we're also talking about. By phase three, what should be open that's not? Where do your frustrations lie? And also, is it time to put an end to the daily coronavirus briefing? Could our governor and his administration be more productive with that time than giving us their thoughts on the day? Because it's really five minutes of coronavirus, and then the governor for 55 minutes telling us his thoughts on everything that's going on including where the best sub in albany is we'll get that information he'll also tell us about the thai food in albany he did that did that a few weeks ago um i think it's maybe a time to end that you know if he wants an hour a day to talk i'm sure there's a radio station in albany and if he ever wanted to come on wben i don't think we'd turn him down but these daily briefings where they're cutting into the prices right Come on. Speaking of the prices right, hopefully you're not turning that on and leaving us on for the next hour. Hey, it's news. And then the best bump song of the week coming up here on WBEN.
5: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.